Hi, and welcome to the Reclamation Project Podcast. We are so glad that you're here, that you're listening, and hopefully that you are a part of the conversation. Last week, we talked a little bit about judgment and what it means to judge each other and why we shouldn't do it. If it's not apparent already, why we shouldn't do it, why we shouldn't do it. Um, But as we started walking through that, I think it dredged up some old wounds for Gary and I. Um, It made me think about wounds that I may have instilled in other people by the way that I've judged them, by the way that I've talked to them, by the way that... Um, I maybe have sarcastically poked at them. Um, and so I think we need to talk about what happens after judgment comes, what happens after those sarcastic remarks come, what happens when we um, when we look down upon other people. Because what we came to in that podcast, and you ha- if you haven't listened to it already, go back and listen to it. But mm-hmm. what we talked about is at the end of it, if we start looking at each other through the lens of that that person is better than me, that if we humble ourselves and think of others as better than ourselves, how different judgment would look. It wouldn't exist. And so with that, when we don't do that, um, judgment has a tendency to hurt. Mm -hmm. And so that's what we want to talk about today is the hurt that ensues because of judgment and I have seen so many people around me that have hurt, including myself, because of judgment, because of the way that people treated them uh, in the church, outside of the church, uh, through their formidable years. Um, and it's really uh, caused deep wounds and deep pain and deep hurt that they're still fleshing through mm-hmm. and still trying to figure out how to get through it to the other side. Um, and how to learn from it and how to heal from it. So that's really what we want to talk about today. Maybe the first place to start is to talk about when someone judges us, how do we react? You know, that's such a good point. And we both have experiential illustrations, should we want to go there. Uh, I think think human nature is when, when someone punches, you recoil. Or when someone punches, you fight back. And, uh, I'm just, I'm more of the non-confrontational, so I'll take someone's judging and then I'll kind of recoil. Uh, I can even go into a fetal position and feel sorry for myself. Um, You know what? And some people do. They even begin to think, I guess it depends on the source of the person that judged you. I was sitting there listening to your opening and thinking, um, I don't know if things would hurt so bad if I didn't have expectations. So especially from Christian brothers, I don't really have an expectation that they would hurt me. So when they hurt me, it really hurts. Uh, if my next door neighbor, the, uh, the alcoholic mean, uh, kick your kitty cat and throw your kid's ball over the wall says something mean, I don't have an expectation that, he, that, uh, he would be nice. So it doesn't hurt. So I think when you consider the source, it's what happens when a, a brother or a sister in Christ judges you unfairly. Uh, I think uh, pain, guilt, and shame are the three things that come to my mind. Yeah, and then those morph, those change, those yeah. those grow into things like um, depression, anxiety. Um, sh- shame is when, our, when yeah. you already said but but they grow and they grow and they fester and they they it's kind of like a domino effect. Yeah, things tr- you know trickle uh, through downhill, fall, 
Sorry, there was a huge moth that just went by my head in here. We are not outside, so that wow. was very scary. Um, that looked like but, a condor. Yeah. But um, anyways, th- those things can morph into, into more um, deeper characteristics that, that impact our day-to-day. Yeah. And it all starts from something that's said, something that's thought, something that's whispered about, um, a look that's given, a th- a, an attitude that is displayed. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, um, I, and I, I want to say this before we get too far into it is we're starting with judgment, but I think it also has to do with just how we treat each other. It doesn't always come out of judgment. It may just come out of the yep. way that we treat each other. Yep. Um, so when we talk about judgment, when we talk about these hurts and these pains, I think that's kind of where it's coming from. And that's kind of where I saw wounds come up and, and things that I had also, impacted people with kind of came from that sarcastic comments Mm -hmm. and things Mm -hmm. um, that maybe I said when someone was hurting or maybe I hurt them by saying it. So uh, as we walk through that, those are things that reactions that we can kind of have. But you said one that um, I I kind of thought about in myself and said, how do I react? And uh, I react in a lot of different ways. Um, (laughs) Depending on the day. It it depends on the day, the situation, the scenario. Um, but the first way that I react, and and this is kind of coming from the younger version of Jeremy, is uh, the Italian version of Jeremy, is when someone punches, I punch back. Yeah. When someone comes at me with a an insult, I insult them back. Yeah. When uh, when someone cuts me to the core I want to cut them to the core back and I think that's a natural reaction that we all have when we're hurt by our brothers and sisters in Christ when we're hurt by the people that we look up to um, when we're hurt by the church is we just want to punch and hurt and inflict more pain back to them hey eye for an eye tooth for a tooth we love those Old Testament verses that rationalize our behavior (laughs) so you know that that is so true and I think I've heard it said by self-help gurus to preachers to uh, theologians that anything that comes at you unfairly uh, more than what it says about you, uh, it's your reaction that re- that's revealed who you really are. So uh, mine would be to run away, I think, or to hide and to avoid. And I don't, I don't know that that's any better than fighting back. What do you think? Well, I, that, that I think would be maybe where I'm at in a lot of ways now is because I don't want to punch back. And that's my, my natural Italian inclination is to punch back. Um, it's not going to solve anything. Right. Right. And it, it, it's only going to create more chaos, more, um, more pain. It's only going to create, you know, why I might feel better in the moment. It's going to f- create some regret. It's going to create, uh, some some uh, distance between me and that person if they're close. So I don't want to do that. I don't want to, I, I don't want to punch back. I don't want to inflict that pain uh, as much as I at the same time do. So what I've learned to do is I've learned to instead, I need to go into uh, kind of a shell. I need to avoid. And the reason I do that is because A, it gives me time. It does buy uh, some time. Yeah. It, it gives me some time. But sometimes too much time can be just as bad because then when you try to face it, that person's already over the situation. Yeah. 
And you've been giving it mental energy for weeks. Yes, and so you. Ha- this is what happens to me is I, I build this kind of uh, sequence of how I'm going to talk through with this person, this speech, this monologue yeah. of how I'm going to get my point across in an eloquent way that is not going to cause too much pain, but it's going to also show them how much I'm hurt and how much I'm yeah. hurting. And it's, it might even stick it to them a little bit with jabs. <laughs> um, but, but I, I create this monologue, this speech yeah. inside my head of this is what I, I need them to hear. I need them to know this. Um, and sometimes when I build that up, all of a sudden it loses its power because I've waited too long because I've avoided yeah. this situation too long. Sometimes avoidance also causes, um, causes that person not to know that they hurt you right and so they don't know that they hurt you so they just continue on and on and on hurting you in the same way so if you continue to avoid the same behavior and you just let it keep going let it keep going let it keep going eventually it's just going to keep happening keep hurting keep cutting keep making you um making you put putting you in this pain this anxiety this depression and and And, if their goal was to hurt you and you don't show you hurt they have to ramp up the 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 punches to hurt you because you're not showing any pain. And if they weren't trying to hurt you, it was just sarcasm or poor jokes. Or you becoming the butt of their jokes. Uh, they think you actually like it. And, and so they, because we avoid, and actually as you were talking, I'm thinking, do we really avoid? I'm I guess I'm talking to me. So you don't say anything to them, but I go home and I have a tendency <laughs> to take it out on my wife. Like, wait a minute. She's not the victim here, but she gets the result of my bad mood, my bad behavior, my pouting or my gruffness when she was just sitting at home, you know, sanding some furniture in the garage. <laughs> and so I don't know if, if avoiding or or uh, redirecting maybe what I do as, as you're talking out loud. Well, and avoidance also, if they don't know, they just keep doing it, right? Yeah. And I mean, it could be, like you said, it could be out of a, a vengeful, mm-hmm. hurtful way that they're really trying to, to get at you. But it could be that they don't understand that they're being hurtful. I, I This is a, a, a typical thing when you get married, right? And I, I'm sure you've dealt with it a lot with marriage counseling. Or but, experience. Or experience. Yeah. <laughs> but um, th- there's not only how you and your wife communicate, but how your you and her parents are her and your parents communicate. And I think I've seen it many times where there is a kind of a come to Jesus meeting that needs to happen eventually because uh, one spouse is feeling hurt by the way that the other's parents treat them or speak to them. Um, But it's a learning curve because they, they don't know how you work necessarily. They don't know how you function. They don't know how you need to be loved, how you need to be talked to, how you, how you receive um, communication even. Yeah. And, and so there's there's sometimes that pain. And, and usually what happens is uh, we avoid those conversations. We avoid that confrontation. We avoid that parent in general or going deep with them, that in-law in general, because we don't want to cause them pain and we don't want to, to, to be caused pain by the way that uh, that conversation goes. And so we avoid. Yeah. And I've seen it... A few different times, just in people that are close to me, they avoid that new in-law because they don't want to ruffle the feathers and they don't want to ruffle the feathers of their of their wife or their husband either. They they avoid to, I guess, deflect the the confrontation that's coming. So a hypothetical situation would be: so if someone, if you were 
joking with someone or sarcasm with sarcasm with them and they're laughing and you think oh this is all fun but you hurt them and they came to you and say you know jeremy really kind of what you're doing is really hurtful to me what would be your response my response um one of two things one would either be i don't see it i'm sorry or um i don't see it i'm sorry and now I'm trying to figure out for the next five days um, <laughs> well, yeah. how that was around. hurtful. Yeah. And trying to figure out. Maybe justify myself a little bit. or Yeah. But but have some introspection to, to kind of see what the heck are they talking about. Yeah. Because this usually takes a life of its own. I think that's why we're called to in scripture to speak the truth in love because they don't know what they don't know. Or if you see them doing that, even if it is hurtful, uh, we talked about on a podcast uh two podcasts ago galatians five or six says when someone hurts or sins you go to them and try to restore so like they've hurt the relationship whether they know it or not so i go i guess i'm called to go to try to restore it speaking truth in love and that's the hard part is can i do it in love or am i going to do it with some bitterness and unforgiveness and a little bit of angst uh, that that would fall back on me but so i'm thinking if someone came to me I, I would, I know me, I would probably say I'm sorry. And then I, I just know me, I'd go overboard being so sickening sweet. And that's not real either. You know, yeah. I would like to try to overcompensate for that so bad. Uh, instead of learning a great lesson that sometimes I need to think before I talk, uh, just because I think something's funny, it's not funny. And in all sarcasm, we both know there's always a little bit of truth in sarcasm. That's what makes it kind of funny. So it, it probably was, it probably was offensive. So I think another reaction that we all go through um, in how we deal with these judgments, these hurtful times is maybe with a little bit of anger. Um, you know, I, I said to Gary and I'll say it on air because <laughs> I'm transparent and I don't care, but I, I think one of the other reactions that I have after the I want to punch you um, or I want to avoid you is, you know what, F you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I I think we can get angry at the situation and just verbally spout, mentally spout at it. We can we can just get really angry about it and angry at that person. Um, and I just don't think that that's helpful in, in resolving the issue, but it's often where we go. Yeah. And if they were wrong in offending you and then I respond like that, that falls into the age old uh, saying two wrongs don't make a right. You know what I really have been, uh, we, we had a, a guest on a couple podcasts ago, Bob Dunn. He was both a coworker and a, and a mentor and a pain in the butt really, if you're listening, Bob, but, <laughs> uh, he said something to me a long time ago that really stuck with me. He said he, he continually prays for a tougher skin and a softer heart. Um, as I think through that, like that, that's really good advice. And uh, so when someone offends me, I like, or says something that's harsh, my first reaction more of the time lately is, is this true? Could this be true? Uh, have I done or said anything to cause that? Because if I did, I probably need to go to them. And maybe it was productive. Maybe what they said is what I needed to hear. Maybe they said it in a wrong way. Maybe they didn't mean it to be judgmental, but uh, it it actually is true. So if someone comes up to me and says, well, you're a jerk, you know, I'm, I got to admit sometimes I'm a jerk. So should I get mad at that because he told me the truth? Um, there's, a, there's a lot of mind games we play when it comes to uh, 
and actually, you know what the mind games are? They're dual sets of rules. When I offend somebody, I want grace. And when they offend me, I want judgment. And we just can't play by both rules. Uh, yeah, I, I think another way that we really react, uh, at least I do, maybe I'm weird in this way, um, but I start thinking, is it true? Yeah. You know, I, I you know, is, is the way that they judged me, is the way that they hurt me, is it truth, truthfully what they think about me? Um, is there something I need to change? Is there, you know, mm-hmm. kind of introspection mm-hmm. happens for me. Um, but with that, I, I, I also have to look at where they're coming from, you know, uh, as, as I go through that introspection process. You mean like consider the source kind of thing? Consider or? the source, consider what they're going through. Like, for instance, I, I know some people that uh, if they're having uh, just some some tough times at home, some tough times in general that day, um, I don't need to take their yeah. judgment or their criticism as deeply because I know that that's where it's coming from is it's just, yeah. you, you know, it's, it's really not about me. Yeah. It's about them. Yeah. And, and, and what I've said or done is, or, or who I am is, is not what they're mad at. It's they're mad at these other things that they can't control, but they can control mm-hmm. what they say to me, mm-hmm. you know? And so what, what, one of my, things that I have to do is I have to look at it and say, is it, um, is it really true? Is it really, um, what this is about or is it about something completely different? What I, what I think, um, I've told myself over and over again is at the moment of being offended. And it's funny because as we're talking, I'm thinking of something, a a friend said to me this past weekend and, and he said it while laughing and and uh, and I got to admit, it was funny, and I'll probably use it on somebody else. But for me, at that moment, it was a little hurtful. And uh, but I I swept it underneath the rug, and so because I don't like confrontation, and I'm not. I know he didn't mean it to hurt, but what it I have to be concerned about what it does to me, and it starts to like we said, it starts to affect my attitude. So uh, Sunday morning, I got up and read, was reading something, and then I I just I forgave him didn't tell him because he doesn't know he offended me, but I forgave him as releasing that because I know without that, I know the trajectory of my thoughts and my own actions. I would be beating myself up and being awkward the next time I saw him. I know I do that. So if you ever, if you know me and I act awkward around you, like that's not like Gary, you probably said something that ticked me off. That's how, (laughs) that's how I respond. But I think I have to be more concerned with me and I just need to forgive uh, that kind of thing, remembering that not only did Jesus die for the sins I committed, but also the sins that were committed against me. And so I have to protect my uh, stand with God in my attitude. And so, you know, it's it's okay, which, you know, we're coming up towards Easter and we go through the passion of the Christ and those scenes where Jesus just stood there as they accused him and, and berated and lied. And it says he didn't open his mouth. I, I That kind of stuff even makes me more makes Jesus more admirable to me. And as you listen to this, we've already gone through Easter. So yeah, <laughs> you I'm know, back. That, that's what Gary meant. I meant that because we're not, don't judge me, man. I, we're we're, I didn't know we're not point. recording this before Easter and dropping it after Easter. <laughs> we wouldn't do that. We wouldn't do that. Um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, all that to say is I think the next one, um, I, I think kind of piggybacks off of that is uh, the next way that we kind of, uh, deal with the judgment and deal with hurt and pain and, and those wounds is, uh, by being dismissive. 
Hmm. Um, I, I have uh, been around some people recently, and I won't say who, but I've realized about them that, that when something goes wrong, when someone says something hurtful, when someone, um, when someone points something out about them, they just kind of laugh it off and dismiss it and move on to the next thing. But I know at the same time that person is hurting, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that it may, it may be true. You know, um, you don't know what that person is going through. And when you make a sarcastic comment, when you make a judgment, when you when you have to confront somebody, you don't know what they're going through. And they may be thinking this stuff about them. It may be their insecurities. And you're just cutting them deeper with that. And they just kind of laugh it off and dismiss it. But at the core of it, that hurts your relationship because this is an insecurity that you just pointed out. Yeah. Yeah. And we have to take responsibility when it's really our responsibility to take. And I, as we said just not too long ago, I don't know if anything is totally dismissive. I think it's situationally dismissive because it's going to come out somewhere <laughs> there. Uh, and especially when you know it may be true. Um, no one no one likes to have a mirror held up to their face and seen where they're wrong. But uh that's part of the uh, iron sharpens iron. So I guess for me, I make these fast qualifications. Who, who's who's telling me, okay, this is a friend. This person loves me. So I, you know, I'll try to take it with thicker skin and a softer heart. Uh, but, you know, the, the common thing is every one of us have judged and every one of us has been judged. And it, it they do have multiple effects on this thing we call the, the journey that we're living. And I, I think that's a lot of the ways that we can react to to judgment, to hurt, to pain, is through all those different ways that we start. And, and there's plenty more that we could go oh, through. Yeah. But the fact is, is that the things that we say, the things that we do, the way that we judge people, that we look at people, our attitudes towards people, um, the words that we use can all inflict pain and, and very hurtful pain. Mm-hmm. And for some of us, we're still sitting in that place of pain. Yeah. Um, I, I, I've read some Facebook posts by um, a friend lately where they're just diving through the pain that they grew up with. And as I look through that pain and as I hear that pain uh, kind of being fleshed out for them and them working through it, it makes me wonder um, about my own pain and and makes me make, makes me think about these insecurities and things that I've had or or things that people have said. But like I said earlier, it's Mm -hmm. also what I've said to people. What may have, may have I said to that person that may have continued to domino their pain, uh, make it even worse, make it uh, even more of a deep wound because it's already something that they've been going through and thinking about themselves and really uh, moving through. And I just reopened it because the door was almost closed, but I just reopened it with, with my comment yeah. or, or with my judgment, or with my attitude towards them. Um, and it didn't just knock it back a notch. It sent them back to zero. Yeah. And so, so the question for us, I think, is when we're in that pain, um, you know, as a person who's been, been through that, is how do we heal from it? Because if we can't move on from judgmental pain, if we can't move on from these pains of wounds, um, then we're constantly going to be stuck in, in this growing and deepening pain that, that manifests itself in so many different ways, like I said, through anxiety, through mm-hmm. depression, 
through all kinds of mental health. So how do we uh, move on? And, and specifically, let's just focus on on these types of pains that we uh, um, we get from other Christians, uh, that we get from the church, that we get from people who we uh, believe the same as and who, who we have these relationships with. How do we move on yeah. from those types of pain? So, I, you know, I, I carried that wound on my uh, wagon, that brick on my wagon for a lot of years, leaving the church I was at for 17 years. And uh, the funny thing is, as you as to your point, so it's nine years later and I'm still carrying around and I'm pretty sure that they're not thinking about me or the moment uh, that happened in December of 2010. Not that I'm being specific, <laughs> but but uh, you know what? I they could, That's their bad and they should take responsibility for that day. But it's on me that I've carried this this whole time. So um, how do I heal from the pain as I I'm learning to forgive quicker? Therefore, I don't have to carry that. Forgiveness is for me, not for them. It's the release. And then I think the, the big one is we've talked about it throughout almost every series we've podcast about the beauty of reframing. Uh, and if you read the Psalms, David under attack and under uh, duress always would. I used to love the way he prayed, dear God, break their teeth, break their bones. I'm like, yeah, there's a man after my own heart. But then he would be thankful for the pain because he says, in essence, it drove me closer to you. So I guess, how do I heal from the pain? I should run to the one that never causes pain. I should I should run to where uh, the, the person David said, it's you and you alone. And there's better ways to increase my relationship with, with God than to be wounded. But it's a safe place to go when I am because it's unconditional love from him. And as you're speaking, I'm, I'm thinking through uh, a similar pain that I had in the same place. Um, <laughs> and uh, I think some of my pain from that, I realized, I, I think some of it was self-induced. Yes. Um, some of it was uh, not self-induced. <laughs> What's the word for that? I don't know. Um, but but so, some of it was circumstantial. Some yeah. of it was, um, I don't know. I, it's just not the way that it worked out. My expectations were, but you took it all different. personally, whether it was meant personally or not. Yeah. And, and so what I've had to learn to do and is um, specifically as you're speaking, I was thinking of one instance and uh, I won't speak of it because it'd be too particular um, and, and, and show uh, the cards too much. But, um, <laughs> but I had some things that were said to me uh that this is what we want to do and then it didn't happen mm. and uh, what I've had to think through with that is what was the intent yeah you know the intent was not harmful the intent was not malicious the intent was not uh, to get my hopes up it wasn't to um, to make me uh, stay around and wait for it mm -hmm. i don't know what the term for that is um but uh the intent was was good and i can so so i can't be mad at the intent i can't be mad at the person because that's what their heart was or person or people i can't be mad um because it didn't happen because when i look at that i gotta say you know what god ultimately brought me to a different place yeah. right 
And it's a good thing I wasn't there because I wasn't in a place where I should have been there either. Right. That's what I had to think through. Um, That's a positive reframe of Yeah, and so so I had to reframe all those things and say, you know what? It just didn't happen because it didn't happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it hurt that it didn't happen, but at the same time, it's like you said it. Uh, recently is it didn't happen to me it happened for me Mm -hmm. and that's kind of the reframe that i have to say is you know it's a good thing that that this didn't happen because then i would be where i don't want to be uh it's a good thing that this didn't happen because i wasn't in a place where i should have been there and i probably could have caused more harm (laughs) or hurt or pain or and receive or 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 receive yeah exactly and that was all part of it too is or or been let down more or uh been hurt more by by expectations and different things like that and so all that to say is um i think you have to view intent i think you have to view why this happened in a way going back you can't just say say that this didn't happen and this um this did happen to me and this is Mm -hmm. what what hurt me but you have to look at it and say can i really look at this person with ill will can i you know was their heart in the right place um, well, I wish those assessments came quicker uh, to, <laughs> right. to, to the source because look how many years we've carried uh, the pain yeah. and, and the hurt and how it how it's morphed into how we look at those people. Even to have uh, a negative um, look and view of them, and and then later after we rehash this, we realize, oh, there was intent wasn't bad, but I my mindset of them the last nine years has been bad based on what I thought it was. So yeah, those, those quick assessments after the wounding are, are probably so vital. Well, almost funny as you say that I, I think to myself, well, some of the biggest wounds healed like three months after I left Yeah, because I sat down with you and said, this is what I believe church should be. And this is what I yeah. don't believe church is where we were. Where we are. Yeah. Um, and that was a quick healing of the wound was me reading in my Bible and saying, well, this isn't, this isn't where yeah. I, I feel like. But you said it out loud to someone and yeah. it cleared your brain of that. Yeah. But it's just those little conversations, those yep. little things. And that's where, what, what kicks up dirt in my face is <laughs> I go through all these little conversations yeah. that I had, all these little moments and, and scenarios that I had. And that's where I really, um, we have stories hooked to every one of those. Well, yeah. And, and, and I, I feel the pain from it. Yeah. Um, but I have to let it go at the same time. Conversely, um, I have all those little stories, all those little thoughts of how I hurt other people. Yep. And I sit there and I kick dirt up on myself that yeah. way too. Yep, yep. And um, and I feel the pain from that as well. And I have to say, you know, in the same way, I, I have to kind of forgive myself. And and um, at the same time, you know, I have to, to kind of put that away and say, I, there's nothing I can do about it at this point. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that, that's all part of it too. And sorry to go off on a little tangent of therapy there, but <laughs> I was, I was, uh, was psycho out there. Yeah. I was psychoanalyzing myself there. So, but, um, all that to say is I think that that pain and that hurt, we need to identify the source, the intent and, uh, what was really behind it. Was it malicious? If it's malicious, there, there's other things that have to be done about it, but, if it was done with a pure heart, just with maybe the wrong words or the wrong um, promises or the wrong expectations, then there's a way to reframe those and to move past those once you've identified them. Yeah, and it's when you think about the topic and what we're talking about, almost 
regurgitating old pains. And yet, yet we've done three or four podcasts on what it means just to love the unlovely, to uh, love those in the culture that get. And, and then for me, it would, it's easier to love an atheist homeless guy than it was the person in my church that hurt me. <laughs> When I was probably more like them in so many ways and, and like-minded when it came to gospel things. Uh, so it, that that kind of love that we're talking about needs to be generated even at that moment of offense, which sounds so Jesus-like, you know, and that makes me realize how, how far I am from that, where he could look at uh, people who are yelling, crucify him, and then still go die on the cross for them. Uh, I, I wish we could replicate that kind of forgiveness more instant to the hurt than than later after the therapy well and the 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 uh hurt and the pain that we're talking about is people that we don't necessarily see anymore correct right yeah but there's a lot of people that go through it with people that are closer to them say family yeah you know people that have hurt them growing up yeah people that have continue to hurt them today by the way that they're talked to by the way that they're they're um uh, by the way that they're looked at, by the way that they're yep. thought about, by um, the constant barrage of... Millions um, of little triggers that bring that up yep. always, yeah. The constant barrage of those triggers, yeah. it, it just, it really impacts people and continues to cause little yeah. uh, little wounds that that continue to open up big wounds. Yep. So how do we move past that? How do we How do we heal from that? How do we move on from that? Well, again, I'm probably going to repeat myself, but I think the key to the key to all moving forward from woundings is forgiveness. Um, and sometimes it, it, you know, it it was easier for us to forgive and never see people ten years later. Uh, how, how do you forgive someone uh, who who lives in the same house, or maybe you're married to, or uh, related to by blood? It, uh, it and sometimes it's the, it's the constant forgiveness. You know, and I think that's where that verse is that we're to take all those kind of thoughts into the captivity uh, that the mind of Christ that takes it in captivity. Because I think I don't really today think about that experience 10 years ago uh, very much. But again, if it's somebody in my house, I, I might have to have those thoughts taken captive every morning. I might have to get up in the morning and that is my my daily mantra that I say, God, please uh I forgive this person. Take take these thoughts captive, that I don't, that they don't wreck my my week, my day, and so it's just that constant reminder for me. Of I want forgiveness, and uh, I can't only just be an acceptor of forgiveness. I have to be a conduit of it as well. Well, and I think beyond forgiveness, we also have to um, to go back to some of our uh, former podcasts. Uh, we have to create boundaries. Yes, with family. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, even if it's your spouse, even if it's your children, even if it's your parents or anything else along the way, brothers, sisters, et cetera. Um, we have to create those boundaries. We have to create things that we expect out of them. We have to convey those things yes. as well. You know what? I, I'm i not going to do this because it, of the way it makes me feel yeah. and the way that you make me feel when it happens. So until we figure this out, I have to cut off this yeah. activity, this, um, this communication, uh, to keep my heart pure, to keep my attitude good. Yeah. yeah. It's a proactive move. It's not a 
Um, well, and, and it's to protect yourself too, yeah. which is another reaction to hurt, yeah. which we didn't cover. But, yeah. but uh, to protect ourselves and protect the relationship, you might need to do some pruning. You know, um, mm-hmm. we we talk talk about how Jesus says, um, "I'm the vine, you are the branches," um, and then he talks about cutting off um, painful things, dead limbs. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Maybe part of that relationship is something you need to cut off. Maybe it's, Hey, you know what? I can't have dinner with you every night because of the hurt and the pain. But, um, maybe the expectation is that we still get together and talk uh, meaningfully once a week. Yeah. You know, I'm willing to see this progress, but I can't do it the way we've done it. Yeah. And so maybe you have to cut off that, a line of communication. Maybe, maybe you can't text because there's too much tone that comes through on the text Mm -hmm. and it doesn't sound right. So so maybe you need to have conversations or vice versa. Maybe yeah, yeah. maybe you can't have a conversation, you know, uh, without feeling the anger. So you need a text so that you can delete your anger before you hit send. Yep. Yep. Uh, Herm Edwards, don't hit send. Yeah, don't hit send. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, but, but creating those boundaries that are going to um, protect you, mm-hmm. but also set you up for success and lay new foundation for your relationship. Yeah. Uh, creating expectations that do that as well. Correct. Yeah. You know, creating those expectations that are both of you are on the same page mm-hmm. uh, of what needs to be done in order to have a decent relationship or a successful relationship is this is what I expect out of you. I don't expect these hurtful words. I yeah. don't expect this. I expect affirmation i expect uplifting i expect that you're going to be loving in this way and being specific with those things so boundaries and expectations i think are essential to to creating healing but like you said people don't know what they don't know so they won't know there's a boundary or expectation unless i share that this is a boundary and an expectation well and that that comes to confrontation right is sometimes you have to confront them about their behavior, about what they've said, about what they've done, about the way that they treat you. Yep. You have to confront that. You have to have some times of painful pruning yep. uh, of those things. And then you have to set new foundation for new relationships to form. Yep. And, and, and maybe that's part of, you know, prior to the, the boundaries, prior to the expectations, we need to have some pretty significant yet a uh, very precise confrontation happen. Yeah. Um, and, and we need to do that in a way that doesn't go off on tangents, doesn't get angry, doesn't get all the thing, all the reactions that we don't want, right. but instead is very um, straight to the point, uh, precise yeah. in, in, in what you're talking about um, to confront that person, tell them how you feel, um, because there's no disputing how it makes you feel. There's disputing facts, but there's no disputing emotion, right? right? right. Tell them how you feel and then take that confrontation and turn it into boundaries mm-hmm. and expectations that are going to set you up for yeah, a better uh, relationship. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a perfect path. And, and I think it's worthy of noting that the word confrontation always has such a negative vibe around it where um, I think that's where you could insert the verse speaking truth and love. That means I'm going to confront you with truth and I'm going to do it in an attitude of love, but love, love could be tough. That's the term tough love, you know? And so uh, I think sometimes we get so spiritually minded that we don't use our common sense. uh, And so we think like confrontation is always bad. That's not bad. In fact, 
you'd be surprised of how many people were confronted in love and didn't even know that they wounded and are thankful that you approached them in this way, as opposed to just shutting off contact with me and not telling me why, you know, you've had the courage. Uh, I think it means a lot too. So absolutely. Those are two huge paths to healing from the, the pain of judgment. Yeah. And then I think, uh, maybe the last one that I have, maybe you can go, you have more to go further into, but is that we don't just stop with confrontation. We don't just stop Mm -hmm. with boundaries. We don't just stop with the, the, the point of healing is to grow, I think. And so we need to grow and we need to know how we need to grow in order that this might not happen again, whether it be with this person or someone else, how we need to grow from this situation Um, For instance, I I, I know that every time I have an issue at work, I need to learn how I can grow from it, how I can make sure it doesn't happen again, Um, how I can make sure that um, I I am better uh, suited, not suited, that's not the right word, better equipped Mm. to, to, um, to deal with it the next time so that it doesn't get as far to learn from it and to grow from it mm-hmm. and become a better uh, boss, a better coworker, a better subordinate. Um, so in, in the same way, I think when we talk about confrontation, we talk about boundaries, we talk about um, creating expectations. I think the other thing is, is that we need to figure out how can I grow from this? How can I be yeah. better in this relationship? How can I make sure that this relationship doesn't doesn't go down the same way uh, again in six months. How can I make sure that my other relationships don't reach this apex, mm-hmm. um, that this tipping point, um, where this, uh, this becomes a, a point where I need to have confrontation boundaries, ex- uh, you know, and expectation conversations, you know, even if the offense was totally unfair and totally unjustified, um, the lesson I could learn is I, I need to watch my words so I don't wound, you know, uh, I I need to redesign how I speak to people, um, that I'm not wounding others too. So uh, my mentor would always say there are no mistakes. There's only life lessons. They only become mistakes when you repeat the negative life lessons. So yeah. And I want to give, and I think that's part of giving grace too. If someone comes up and uh, wants to forgive, we give grace. And uh, I want grace when I mess up, and I need I need to be an exporter of that same grace too. So I know all of you out there can probably cite an uh, uh, an incident where you've been wounded. In fact, I would love down the road to do a podcast on spiritual abuse because I've been reading some articles about it, where it might not be a church uh, a person per se, but a denomination, a church, or a movement who's wounded you. Uh, that you don't have a specific person to go to and and dish it out or confess or whatever. Uh, there's still other ways. Uh, that'd be a good podcast sometime, Jeremy. But for those of you who be wounded, uh, I, I would hope that you would listen to this and try to implement uh, those three, uh, actually four, if you want to repeat them again, Jeremy, the forgiveness, expectations. Creating expectations, creating boundaries, yeah, boundaries. Uh, creating uh, growth. Yep. And growing from it. Yep. And so uh, I, I think that those are all ways that you can. They're not the only ways, right. but they're the, I think they're the, the broad ways that we've really um, been able to identify. And so I, I think if you need healing from these things, I, I think those may be places to start. Mm-hmm. Um, there may be more beyond that. Um, 
and for people who have hurt others, I, I, I think it's it's very similar. You know, um, as I think through, like I said, I have all these conversations that mm-hmm. that I can remember, all these things that I've done, all these attitudes that I've had towards people, and I sit there and say to myself, "Man, I, I, I've got to move on. I got to put this behind me." And yeah, I still think about them. Um, I think it's it's forgiveness. Yeah, I, I think that's the biggest key there. It's the and release. Yeah, it, it, it's releasing it. And then it's the growth. Um, and maybe it's creating the boundaries and the expectations for yourself that you don't cross boundaries, that you don't say certain things, that you don't uh, put yourself in certain places yep. and predicaments. And, yep. and uh, Some of it we might brought on ourselves yeah. due to bad judgments and horrible decisions. But but I think the biggest thing for, for past things is you got to forgive yourself. Um, you've got to grow from it. And you've got to be, be a different, better version of yourself. And I think that's what God wants us to do yep. uh, is, is to to really become uh, better uh, versions of ourselves that don't judge, don't create pain, but create um, joy and uh, live in love. And yep. I think those are very contrarian terms right there. Yep. Uh, but at the same time, uh, I believe that's why this is so important is because judgment and hurting is uh in direct opposition to what god was which was uh bringing us joy and bringing us peace Mm -hmm. and uh and loving us so and that's what he requires of us too so if you've if you've been the person that has afflicted others i think that's what you can do is forgive maybe even seek out forgiveness um and then grow from it and, and create those boundaries and expectations of yourself um and maybe uh, make maybe work with a counselor to to work through that too. So or a mediator if it's with another person. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, that's uh, I, I think how we heal, and I think it's important that we heal. We can't keep dragging along behind us this this pile of junk <laughs> um, that we're hurting from. We can't yeah. continue to drag in our mind those things that we've hurt people with. We can't continue to hurt in general. Um, we've got to learn to change, to become better, and to love, and to grow. So I, I hope that we can do that. I hope that if you've experienced this pain, um, that you can heal from it. I, I hope that if you're inflicting that pain, that you can change from mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Um, and I hope that we can become better uh, versions of the uh, people that God wants us to be, the ambassadors, the the lovers that God wants us to be. So um, we hope that you enjoyed today. Um, you can hit us up on uh, any of our social media accounts. Uh, our website, rppodcast.com, has all that info uh, of where you can get a hold of us. And um, maybe you need to talk to somebody, and maybe that's the route you need to go. So if that's the route, uh, we, we can hook you up with some counselors. We can hook you up with some people to talk to. Um, and we can help you hopefully uh, get to that point. So uh, we're glad that you're here, that you're listening, and uh, we will see you next time.